Welcome and thank you for tuning in to episode 22. 22? I already forgot. I think this is episode 22. Episode 22 of the Barangay Podcast Network. Uh, we hope everybody's staying safe, taking care, uh, you know, abiding by the rules of wherever you're living at right now. For me, for example, I am here in the Philippines as always, and things are getting a little funky over here. We're on lockdown, we got curfews. Uh, yeah, coronavirus, everybody. Stay safe. Yeah, we got a curfew now, man. I'm not allowed out after 8 p.m. My mom's going to yell at me. Curfew as well? That's freaking wild. Yeah, dude, we have curfews now. Last night I was out for a little bit, just grabbing Subway at like 7.55 right before curfew hit. And once 8 o'clock hit, like there was just this bell just ringing for like five minutes straight. Like I've never heard that one before. It was just ringing. That's, Until eight oh five, and then it turned off. That's creepy. It is right. It's creepy. It's like a. It's, it feels like the end of the world. But hey, it could it be. It feels like. It's like I don't know if they do this in Alaska, but like Alaska only has like a short amount of time with sunlight. So they, do they like ring the bell when shit's about to hit the fan? Like, <laughs> wait, am I allowed to curse? Am I allowed to curse in this? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. All right. So All anyway, right, you guys cool, have already cool, heard cool. our guest for today's episode. Today, we have the homie Adrian Go. Uh, Adrian, you want to tell them a little uh, what you do, who you are, what you do? What's up, guys? My name's Adrian. I am from New York, and I am primarily a registered nurse for Mount Sinai Hospital in a, in a surgical ICU unit. And on the side, where my, most of my free time hopefully continues to pick up is working with the barangay, you know? So yeah. that's a bit about me. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's let, yeah, let's focus on you first for a little bit. Well, yeah, uh, going back to it, I hope everybody's staying safe right now. Uh, now's a great time to listen to podcasts, so please listen through our whole catalog if you get the chance. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Adrian, dude, uh, how long have you been nursing now, man? When did you, how long has it been since you started? So I started in May 2016, dude, and I worked... I worked on a transplant unit for about two years, and then I transitioned over to uh, a surgical ICU unit. So it's been going good, dude, and and I like it a lot. It's it's something that I'm really passionate about. Um, you see some crazy stuff, man, and it's like sometimes like there are just things that you just that you see you just can't talk to anyone else about. But <laughs> it's pretty cool. I I really like what I do. Yeah. Maybe. That's good, man. I didn't know. I didn't know you've only been doing it since um, 2016. Yeah, dude. It's, it's been what well, my four-year anniversary will be coming up soon, and dude, it feels it feels so much longer than four years. It feels like it's been ten years, but nah, dude. It's a blessing, honestly. Yeah, I can imagine it feeling like ten years, man. Some of the stuff that you've probably gone through probably makes uh, makes the days go by faster, especially when you're working long. You look, you work very long shifts, right? Yeah, dude, I work. I work. Uh, I work twelve-hour shifts, but most times more. But it's not even like the length of the shift. It's like, it's the quantity. So like, how many shifts do you work in a week? So, like a regular nurse works about three or four days a week. But with the amount of shortage and like the, like the amount of overtime that's available, like I work about 
five, four or five days in a row, or sometimes six days in a row, depending on my schedule. But yeah, dude, it gets crazy, honestly. Damn. But especially, especially now, especially now with everything going on, it's, it's like chaos, dude. Like, the amount of, the amount of shortages in nursing because there are so many nurses that are placed on quarantine to get ruled out for this COVID is is insane. Yeah. Like, like this past <clears throat> this uh. Like a couple of days ago, I did, or even just a few days ago, my one of my girlfriend's best friend, she was telling her how a whole unit shut down because the whole unit needs to get tested for COVID. Oh. And so, to think about that, like you're one unit less to take to take patients that are, you know, the ones that are getting admitted the most right now, is like, it like cripples the healthcare system, dude. Yeah, man. Of so, course, that's that's like that's devastating, dude. If you take out one unit, that the amount of people that, that yeah. one unit can can work with and contain, like that's that's a huge difference. It's a huge loss. Yeah, dude. And so, like every hospital, so like in order to quarantine for a COVID patient or coronavirus, you have to have a negative pressure room, and you have to have the proper what we call PPE, which is protective <laughs> protective. Uh, precaution protective equipment <laughs> I think I think I'm right it's, it's something along those lines but it's like basically equipment that you have to wear prior to going to the patient's room and and because of the hysteria that's going on like nurses are even like taking home masks from their unit and it's causing a shortage in the unit and oh yeah also like just masks is like masks alone is such a hot topic when it comes to the coronavirus because there's such a debate about you know what types of masks you can use and so this whole thing is just causing chaos man and like some places were prepared and some places just took it too lightly and unfortunately like we weren't prepared like we were we thought we were like we like i said I, I, we watched a documentary i watched a documentary earlier about uh pandemic and it was just showing how the cdc was preparing and everything but then when you question what's going on now you're like so what happened to all that preparation you know yeah so you you were you were here when when uh when this all started to pop off right you were here in manila yeah right it was already happening at the time yeah and what was it called i was in i was in baguio and like that's when the paranoia started to begin because everyone was reading all this news and like and I don't know how like news works in the Philippines, but like I, my my um my family friend was telling me how there's just a lot of fake news out there, and so it's very hard to distinct which one is true, which one is false, and like you know. So we got like the beginning of it in the Philippines, and you know like we were we were we were being cautious, but like we didn't take it as serious as I guess as it is now, you know. Yeah, of course. But. But to see it from the beginning of when it started to like how it is now, and especially in such a like a densely populated area, is 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 crazy, dude. It's like the whole spectrum. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Before we go into more details about that, let's talk. Let's talk more about uh, about what else you do. So, uh, yeah. So tell the people like how how long have you been working in in art like before you joined us here at Barangay like. What, where were you at before? I know you were at Juicebox Boys, but oh, I don't really yeah. know how long that was going on. Dude, that was that was short lived. 
I mean, it was short-lived, but the amount of work that we did was insane. Like, that was my resume. Like, that's where I learned all my experience, and, like, that's where I built relationships. And we did about 13 shows in about a year and a half, and, like, it's almost one show a month. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so we started that back in, like, I think like 2000, because I think this started right when I was started like working as a nurse. I think this started like fall of 2016, where like my best friend Brian, who I was like childhood best friends with since first grade, and then like friends that we met along the way as we grew older in our neighborhood, like we got together and like we we were so inspired by Brian because like it's different when you see someone at the top already like you see Banksy or you see like Paolo Picasso and all that stuff mm-hmm. and to see Brian like start you know from scratch and like work his way up to where he is now and so we felt so inspired to to help others and you can you hear me yeah oh there you go um we were so inspired to like help others and like help them develop in their art. So I did that for about a year and a half and then you guys came along. You guys like you guys came to my crib and like we had a we had a dinner in my crib and we started talking about it. And I remember that conversation because we were in my kitchen and I was cooking and stuff and Paolo had a bottle of Hennessy in his hand. <laughs> we were just like we were just like we were just like, yo, like yo, we wanna you guys you guys were telling me like yo, we wanna do a show and like we wanna know what it takes and like what you have to do to to do those shows and so it was like it was like a blessing for me to get that opportunity to work with you guys and do that stuff and just to see how far we've gone now so so when was that that was like 2000 that's 2017 2017 dude that's so weird that sounds that feels like so it didn't feel that long ago it feels like it only happened a year ago yeah i know right it's it's confusing yeah. like i thought i thought jbb was around since earlier than 2016. nah dude honestly like because i knew it's happened when i first started working and like we had the opportunity because like my friend andrew like he he worked in WeWork, not like the actual company but like his office was in WeWork, okay. and we just like decided to just like randomly cold email WeWork and be like hey can we use your space on the top floor for an event space and so they did and like they let us use it for free and that was our first show we were like damn and then after that our second show was free and we were just like yo <laughs> like we just kept getting it was like but then like we just kept throwing money towards the event like getting beer getting alcohol and then at a point we we're just like yo we need to like chill out because we're about to be broke <laughs> so we had to find sponsors and stuff but ah uh, dude it's been it's like crazy because I didn't expect myself to be in this position to enjoy. Like I always knew I was like someone that would help others, so I did that through nursing. But like the yeah. amount of the amount of like satisfaction that I get from not only helping people from nursing, but through creativity, because like a part of me has always felt like I was creative in some type of way, whether it's cooking or like putting something together or like trying to MacGyver something in a hospital, like. So it was like it was it was humbling to me and like it was it made me happy to know that I could help others achieve what they want to achieve in their creativity and in their art to you know show the people what they can do. So 
it's a blessing, dude. Like, it, it worked out with JVV and we did so well, and now we're doing so well with the Bronga Boys down here in 2020, bro. Yeah, man, for sure. No, I totally agree. Like, uh, I agree. Like, I don't really want to call myself not a creative, but I, for me personally, I'm, I'm pretty much in the same perspective as you, where it's like, don't really do the creative work all the time, but if we can support other people with their creativity, then, you know, why not? You know, like yeah, dude. Because everybody kind of needs that that other brain, the, the other exactly, the other side dude. of things, you know. And I think that's where you and I have always aligned in that because we're not we're not really the creatives of the crew, you know. Yeah, dude. And like honestly, like who was it? It was I threw up an event on Thanksgiving, and people were like asking me, they're like, "Yo, like where's your art stuff? Where's your where's your photography?" And it was, it's been like a year and a half since I shot photos. Well, actually, no, it was, yeah, it was a year and a half since I shot photos. And like, Brian was like, yo, the event's his art piece. I was like, I was like, nah, chill. Cause like, I, I helped plan the whole thing. And they were like, yeah. nah, this is, this is him and Andrew's art piece, like this whole event together. So like, ever since then, like, I always thought about it like that. Like, if you think about it, you're working in open space and it's your creativity on what you decide what goes where, how the flow is. It's all like, it's creativity, it's like understanding society and like how people function and putting a room together to do that. So I think that's like where we play in a role and I think that's where we function well versus like people have creativity in photography or like painting or drawing or cooking. Like how Paolo has good at painting and photography, like that's a blessing in both like two birds, one stone. <laughs> and cooking, bro. <laughs> Kimchi fried rice, he was he made this tofu thing like the other day, or like like last meeting. Dude, that was that was crack. That was crack. Yo, shout out to Paolo, bro. That that was crack. That was really good, dude. Ah, but I gotta start cooking again. I haven't cooked in a while. I really haven't been dude. able to. It's therapy, dude. It's therapy. It is. It is. Like, it's just like my kitchen is so uncomfortably small in my apartment, so it's like I never have the motivation. Nah, I, feel you. I never have the motivation to cook anything except like an omelet, which I eat every day. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. It's like like I because cooking in a kitchen in the Philippines is like cooking in a tiny home, bro. Exactly, <laughs> dude. Exactly. <laughs> like your sink is the your sink is the cutting board. Your sink is the countertop. Basically, yeah. It's tough, dude. Yeah. It's really tough. And like, I'm a big person. <laughs> like I'm not a, I'm not a small person, you know. Like yeah, we hungry, like, bro. Like in order for me to like, like get in close to a pan on my on my stovetop, I have to like bend over and stick my head underneath the 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 exhaust range up above and it's just like <laughs> like i don't fit i really don't fit i get my dude. back starts to kill me before i'm done cooking my dinner <laughs> dude, must must be nice to be tall bro hey man i'm like two inches taller than you <laughs> i'm i'm always like whenever whenever we start talking about height of work i'm like yeah i'm the tallest in my family and everyone starts laughing i'm like Bro, I'm five nine. I take pride in that. Why you got <laughs> like everyone's gonna show my family? Damn. It's like funny because even it's even my sister has bigger feet than my dad, and that's like that's like very um, yeah, same as my wild. sister. <laughs> <laughs> same as my sister, dude. Yeah. Well, yeah, um, yeah, man. Shit, I guess we I mean, got for you, yo. What's up? Like for you, like so like back to this COVID thing I guess like for I'm, I'm, I'm really curious like for you like how is it going on over there like 
It's in the Philippines. Like I didn't when I was there. There was only what there was three confirmed cases. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like what's like what's the precaution? Like what's the lifestyle now? Well, um, going I think it was on Thursday. I think it was on Thursday that um, the president did his, uh, you know, addressing the public thing, whatever you call it, and. Um, he basically said that starting on the 15th, we're going to go into this lockdown. And that basically meant that nobody can go in or out of Manila starting on Sunday, March 15, until April 15. Their only exemptions are like uh, non-permanent residents of the Philippines. So for example, if I was here and I wasn't a citizen, then I would, I mean, I can still leave, but for other non-Filipino citizens, you are still allowed to leave but you know travel with precautions because you don't want to be that guy carrying it whatever but generally yeah. like that was supposed to be implemented i'm not sure how strictly it is being implemented um aside from that but ever since thursday it's been pretty crazy because obviously people are doing their uh doing their doomsday shopping you know yeah dude. so like i was i tried to go to the grocery store that day before he even made the announcement but people already knew the announcement was coming so i went to the grocery store at like 4 p.m which is generally when i go because after like 5 30 is when it gets crazy busy when people get off work but i went at four and yeah the lines in there were longer than i've ever seen i went in i was just trying to buy a pack of eggs because i didn't know how serious this announcement was going to get i was just trying to buy a dozen eggs and yeah. there were no eggs at all. <laughs> like Dude, the, the lines were crazy. He hadn't even made the announcement yet, and it was already like this. Like it was crazy. And I, Dude, I immediately just insane. turned around and walked out. When I saw there was no eggs, I was like, "I'm not waiting in this line. I'm out of here. I'm going to Seven Eleven." And Dude, it's yeah, it's yeah. it's been pretty intense. Um, hasn't been too bad ever since because I think everybody got their panic shopping out of the way on Thursday yeah so i've been able to get in and out of the grocery stores for the last couple of days but the grocery stores are going to stay open last night we were looking around and like 7-eleven's still open subway is not open today we got subway last night like right before the lockdown hit they are closed today yeah so mm -hmm. i'm uh, to me it's looking like a lot of businesses are fully shutting down but the only ones staying open really like even malls are shutting down so the only businesses that are going to be open is like certain fast food restaurants Grocery stores, convenience stores, pharmacies, stuff like that. Banks, probably. But those people shouldn't yeah, be getting yeah. hazard pay, man. If you're working in those situations, you should really be getting paid double. Because who knows who's out there, what's out there. So, like, so like Trump had his, his announcement about a few days ago. It was, it was when I was working, I think, like, a Wednesday or Tuesday. And he made an announcement that he he caused like almost another hysteria where like he made an announcement where he was banning like all traveling but he wasn't clear about you know was it foreigners or was it was it locals of the united yeah, states yeah, yeah. like that so that caused a hysteria but um he announced to put and like don't quote me because i'm not 100 percent. it's right but i think he said that he announced to put 80 billion dollars towards like insurance and like helping people get covered for tests and stuff like that um you know like helping cover interest on loans and stuff so like he the whole the whole the whole speech like so my issue with it like the, what he said was good 
but I guess like the way that he delivered it was like there was no confidence in it there wasn't any comfort because you're you're the person that everyone looks up to and like hopes that you can give assurance to the people you know and they were talking about this in I think it was MSNBC or CNN or whatever they were saying how like he you know it wasn't like how George Wash George Bush sorry George Washington George Washington was like (laughs) (laughs) George George Bush uh, how he was able to calm people down for when 9-11 happened um and like even though like some people didn't agree with the decisions that he made they were still relaxed and confident that they were safe when he had made his statement and so it's the complete opposite response for trump so people here in the u.s are are going crazy like they're like any any medical recommendation that you could think of is bought out in every store so shelves are gone yeah (laughs) sorry I'm just thinking about this one meme where like <laughs> you know how you know you know how like toilet paper is gone, yo, people have been like roasting the toilet paper. Yeah. Like, like yo, there's one where <laughs> the toilet paper's all gone and so like one person makes a meme where it's like the the when one person gets the coronavirus, a hundred people shit themselves. So that's why all the toilet paper is like sold out. <laughs> so, I was, I was random. Sorry, I got ADD, but like but, but stuff's crazy here dude like <laughs> my mom yesterday she was like she was like she was like do you guys have vitamin c i was like yeah i have a lot for myself but they're like oh you need to get it for yai yai is like my um like my like a nanny that takes care of my niece and nephew and that she also raised me um because she used to be she used to be a cancer patient she used to have breast cancer yeah okay but she's been re- in remission so she was like telling me she's like yo can you buy can you buy a vitamin c so i go down to rite aid bro and i go to the i go like to the cough section or whatever it is and like there's there's like packs of 10 of vitamin c like you ever see airborne like the tablets that you throw in yeah. water and then like there's a so they have vitamin c tablets <laughs> and she's like all right buy 10 boxes i was like yo you're bugging yo what she's like, buy hell? 10 boxes because like it's like it's so sold out so like if you go online to like CVS, you go to Walgreens, you go to Target, any online website, vitamin C emergency is gone, Tylenol is sold out, toilet paper is out, like all non-perishable foods are gone. Like you go into the pasta section, it's just wiped out. It's just crazy, dude. Like, but like it's funny because like now that I saw all that chaos, me and my cousin, we went to Best Market just to check it out and yeah. they were all restocked of course nobody's going were, there no yeah because it, the only thing is they're only restocked but only on produce and like meats because those don't last long yeah but like everything else like non-perishables wiped out like my cousin was telling me that in best market they wouldn't even unpack the boxes anymore they would just leave the boxes there and people would just go and rip it out yeah. like and it's just crazy because like that's what social like this is this is my own opinion and people can disagree or whatever and that's fine but like i think that social media people are looking at the wrong things and it's causing them to get nervous and like worried and uh they react it's like one of those things where like like you say something before thinking about it you react before thinking about it 
Yeah. So instinctively, they're like thinking, oh, quarantine, oh, we can't leave our home for X amount of period of time, so now we need to stock up. Now, everyone's working from home now, everyone's trying to stock up, everyone's trying to do their laundry, everyone's trying to buy all the cleaning products, like, there's no sanitizer, there's no Clorox wipes left at all, like, you go anywhere, dude, it's it's cleaned out, it's like as if the store was just put there that day, and they didn't even, like, they didn't even, like, stock it up or open up yet, like, yeah. it's crazy, dude, and <laughs> I've been getting, like, someone will be like, or who is it, someone sent me this information about how to make Purell, and it was like, <laughs> Makes 91% alcohol, rubbing alcohol with aloe vera, and there's, like, your Purell. And so yeah, like, it's, I've been it's seeing really, stuff like that now, too. It's all... It's even uh, gone that far, dude. Like, yeah. it's crazy. And... Yeah. And there's so many ways you could tackle this whole... This whole thing going on, this pandemic. It's like, is it... Is it actually real? Like, is it because of our exploring other foods and, like, trying different things? Or... Is it, is it a marketing scheme? You know, like, it's just, there's so much information about this, like, in the short amount of time, well, not short amount of time, like, this has been since January. Well, so it's only a few months, dude, and it's, like, going crazy. Yeah. But how much information is put out about it? Yeah, no, I've kind of generally been, like, avoiding information that isn't, like, uh specific to me and my scenario you know what i mean like i'm trying to not really yeah. read too much into what's going on because i don't really want to give into the the panic and the paranoia i was actually for for like a day or two i was really like starting to freak out but uh yeah. you know doesn't really help any anything in the situation really just as long as i'm as long as i'm personally prepared and share is with me and also personally prepared we're all good yeah, dude. we're all good just making the right decisions but i mean yeah. here now like we have this curfew now. Uh, yesterday was the first day that it started, and we were kind of just looking around because I was out a little bit late after eight o'clock. Uh, I mentioned earlier, I don't know if we were recording, but at eight o'clock, I went out to get food, or like right before eight, and once eight o'clock came around, there was this bell ringing somewhere down the street. I don't know where, but it was ringing for like five minutes, just banging and banging this bell. I, I don't know if that happens every day or if that's a new thing because of the lockdown, but I've never, I don't think I've ever noticed it before. Yeah. And like the streets are dead quiet at night. Like obviously people are still out and about during the daytime. Hopefully everybody's wearing a mask. It looks like people are, but not really everybody is. But I don't really know how serious the, the curfew is because, you know, last night was the first night that it was enacted and the streets were pretty quiet very very quiet yeah. so it seems like it's going to be very serious i hope people are taking it seriously uh i did notice some of the restaurants were still packed um but you know it seems like mostly everybody's taking it seriously which you know they really should so hopefully it stays that way but we'll see but we're on lockdown for a month for a Damn. whole month what's it what's it looking like over there so as of right now they so, like, during that announcement that Trump made, he announced that there is a 30-day ban on traveling. Yeah. So, I think I think what he was saying there, and this is what was interpreted in the news, was that um, it's a 30-day ban on foreigners traveling in and out of the United States. And then it was those who were citizens of the United States can return. But 
the only airport that was taking in international flights was any flight that was coming from the United Kingdom. Right, but that right. was like back a few, but that was back a few days ago. So your only way in and out of the United of uh, into the United States was through United Kingdom. But now I think recently my my cousin told me this that over the news they announced that now they're no longer taking flights in from London. So it's just crazy now and now at this point like they're really going back and forth between quarantining New York City like Manhattan because as of right now New Rochelle in upstate New York is being is being quarantined um i don't know how strict it is there because i think you're free to come and go as you please but i think you have to report where you are going what are you doing and if if it's even necessary so they're like really encouraging to limit your transportation to limit yourself in public areas and really trying to like just stop it from spreading anymore because Some studies show that it actually spreads more with people who are asymptomatic. Right. So it's like sometimes there are people who are asymptomatic that are being cognizant of others and quarantining themselves, but then there are the ignorant people who are like, oh, if I'm showing no symptoms, then I'm just going to go walk around and do whatever I want. So they're, and I don't know if that's what they're doing, if they're, or unless they're, you know, stocking up for living at home for a, a period of time, but when I walk around the city and like I've only I haven't walked around much like the past three days I put myself in quarantine because I had that encounter with a patient while I was at the hospital just because like you know I didn't want to affect other people just in case it came back positive but when I was able to go out I noticed that like any other day looked like it was in, it looked like any other day like streets were full like people were walking around people were going to stores doing their errands like going for a run walking their dog still and really? to me I'm just yeah, dude, and and to me, I'm just like, you guys should. I think honestly, I think, I think the the people should just try to limit going out. You know, I think that people should take it more seriously because at this point, if you're doing the research and you're following what's going on, there's about three hundred and twenty five cases, I think, in New York City, and it's going to keep growing if we, you know, continue to just do whatever we want or around and stuff so yeah and like there's and there are times like i understand like there are times where you do need to go out and like at that point if you do need to go out then you just need to be cognizant of your hand hygiene of having good etiquette and like coughing in your arm or in your shirt like avoid touching your face and stuff like then okay but like honestly like just here it kind of looks like a regular day like even with everything going on Hmm. and so but like dude like once you if you see so like when when i work in the hospital it's like when i see what's going on outside and then i go inside my building it's just like it's completely different world dude oh yeah of course it's such a completely different world because like you see everyone like doing their normal things like doing their daily activities and then you go into a unit or you go into a hospital where these people can't even breathe on their own they can't walk on their own they they are having serious infections they're having like very chronic diseases like take them apart and like you know cancer like all these things like there's just all these things that are going in a hospital that not everyone sees yeah just like how cops live like cops see crazy things but like we don't see it so you know we don't experience it or like emts like they go through insane stuff and like 
kudos to them. Like they are very well trained, and like the stuff that they see is is so well managed, and like insane how they do it. So yeah, yeah, do it. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy here. Yeah, it's getting pretty stressful because like I don't know, dude. Uh, like personally for me, it's getting weird because you know I'm on the other side of the world, and like if anything does go wrong, knock on wood, uh, like. I got weird problems with my insurance out here. You know what I mean? Like, I don't exactly yeah. know how my insurance situation would work if I was if something was uh, was to happen for me like that. You know? Uh, yeah. Like Sharon and I were planning on traveling to New York this year, and I don't really know when that's gonna happen anymore. Like, kind of everything is on hold right now. You know, like yeah. all of my all my work has been. I know Sharon's off work for the week. All of my I haven't had any castings in over a week and I probably won't be having any actually everybody's moving the castings to online like just through we have to send our own videos to the casting agencies now and like even if like I don't think anything's going to go into production any commercials or shoots are going to go into production at least I hope not but if they are it probably won't be happening anywhere outside it'll only be in studios where everybody has to be heavily sanitized and everything I I don't even think that should be happening really but hopefully i don't yeah dude you know like like they enforce i think today they enforce that all public areas that hold more than 50 people are to be closed so good a bunch of businesses are closing out and it's like finally but it's like you know what's still open is public schools are still open libraries are still open those are highly densely populated areas with kids and so there's I'm like in the gray area on this one because, and like this is just based on what I've read. It's, and so um, I was reading a study about Singapore and how they were doing a research study on, you know, preventing the disease from progressing, like spreading out more. Mm-hmm. So it was like self quarantining, like wearing masks, like efficient hand hygiene, like closing down businesses and streets and like making everyone stay home basically yeah but they had schools still open and what they noticed is that there were very rare cases where kids were diagnosed with covid or 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 like sars covid 2 or whatever because there are different strains but um there were i think there were only two cases of children that actually attained covid but otherwise, majority of kids didn't. So that's where, like, seeing that research article kind of puts me back and forth in a position where, like, yeah, it's still a public area, but research backs up that, well, at least one research article backs up that, you know, kids are unlikely or less likely to experience the virus. Interesting. So, I didn't know that. I haven't read anything about yeah. that. So people are bugging out here about how public schools are still open and like public libraries are still open when they feel like if, you know, businesses are closing down, like large restaurants, like museums, like all these places are closing down, but yet you don't close down a public school where children go. So That's so strange. It's odd. It's like it's like it's difficult for me to decide what side I'm on, so I'm kind of staying neutral on it just because I can understand both positions. Right. So, um, like, there, there's just so much things. Like, 
that's the thing is that there's so much resources like it's 2020 there's so many resources that people can go online and do research mm-hmm. of course it's like about and it's so easy but it's like there's so many things that the, like you could do whatever you want on the internet the internet is like a free-for-all mm-hmm. like wikipedia but you can't the fact that it can be edited by anyone <laughs> like you could put whatever you wanted to do it and so yeah it's kind of hard to differentiate whether you're reading an article that is has value to it and is true or if you're reading an article that could be misleading and allow you to like give false information out and that's the challenge that's going on now is that you know people are reading articles about you know proper masking like like <laughs> And, and, and I'm like I'm at fault for it because like I've had the fault of actually reading an article and, and posting it and actually not being <laughs> valid. But Damn. there was an article that talked about masks, and I also compared it to the CDC masks. And um, the reason why people are supposed to wear N95 masks is so it's that the microbes in which COVID is transmitted to, which is usually transmitted through droplet and airborne, meaning that like. It can be transmitted through coughing or mm-hmm. through spitting or if you cough in your hand and you touch a bar, like contact, anything like that. So it was in comparison showing that N95 masks are less permeable to the small microbes of COVID, which is why we use them for precautions in hospitals. And there are the masks that you see that everyone else has, right? Like they're just like regular thin paper masks. And yeah. those may prevent you... if like if, for example, if I have COVID, me wearing that mask, it may protect people from like people like around me, because you know the whole etiquette is covering your arm when you cough, make sure you cover your mouth or whatever. And there's sometimes when you talk, you can't control the spit that comes out of your mouth. So wearing mm-hmm. a mask is like sensible, but in my opinion, the issue here is that you know if we want to prevent spreading it. And China did a study on, on, uh, on wearing masks and how they, in their culture, they actually encourage you to wear masks to prevent the spreading of the, of the virus. And over here in CDC and in, in the hospitals, they're discouraging us from wearing masks. So what? Really? Why? Because, I don't know, honestly, I don't know if it's because there's a shortage. Um, because, like, so we have two different types of masks. We have regular, like the masks that you see generally, and then we have these masks called duck masks. And these are just yeah. masks. Duck masks are kind of more old school, where you have to like tie it, and you literally have like a beak. And so it's come to the point where we're resulting to those types of masks now, and and I guess maybe they're limiting us wearing masks because there's a shortage, you know? Because there's there's been news reports about like we have a shortage on test kits. That's why we're actually dealing in New York City with people that are getting tested for COVID, but some results come back on time and some results come back a few days later. Like, there was one scenario where in my unit, we admitted a patient who was ruled out COVID and we sent the results on a Thursday and we didn't get those results back until Tuesday. Oh, it's like wow. one year you're you're impeding the nursing staff from helping other people which is like all right like whatever like that's that's healthcare that's that's nursing for you like you always have to deal with a challenge in the unit right and but it's also too you're prolonging the care of a patient and how we should treat them you know and you're also like this is occurring during a time of hysteria so 
you have people that are assigned to take care of that patient that are getting paranoid like oh did I take my gown off right did I touch my face did I do this did I do that and until they're ruled out like you have this paranoia that you deal with and like it's just difficult and dude it was bad like we're I just don't think that we were ever prepared for this honestly yeah. and it's just like it's like sad because it's advertised as if we are at least in my opinion of course like, that's the only way to keep watching, the, try to keep the hysteria to a minimum yeah dude and like it's it's a challenge right now it's hard because like because of the shortage of tests we can't rule people out we can't we can't figure out who's spreading it and who's not spreading it because the general population, like whether you're young or whether you're old, whether you're showing symptoms, whether you're not showing not you're not showing symptoms, you could be spreading that disease. And because there's a limit to the test kits, you can't you can't you can't solidify and you can't put them in one area and try to restrict it, yeah. just like how China did. And like Singapore, when they did their study, like they saw a reduction in the in the spreading of the disease of the virus you know and they saw numbers reduced like there was a chart that showed how the disease was transmitted from from one place to another and what the chart showed was that initially it was transmitted through people who were traveling in to visit the country mm -hmm. and then as you look at the graph it shows that it starts to convert into the spreading of the disease is spread by locals so Right, Travelers because it's already, locals, yeah. And then there are cases that are unlinked. But now that they were able to quarantine and, like, to do testing faster, they were able to do it way faster than we were. They were able to stop the spreading of the disease to limit the area in which they go out to and able to confine it. But the only thing is, is that this is only done on, you know, certain conditions that Singapore goes through. So it's, you can't apply to every scenario in every case, but China's done it, Singapore's done it. So in my opinion, like, and if you see that correlation, then why can't we start doing it? So we started doing it in one location, and I feel like we should start implementing it in others because like Washington State has just as many cases as any other state too. Like they have a high value, and they actually have oh, the really? ones where they were the ones that had the first two cases of deaths of coronavirus. Oh, word. Um, yeah. They were two. They were two people who were, I think, fifty or sixty years old, but they both had pre-existing comorbidities and were from nursing homes. And so, when I think nursing home, I think they're in there for a long term. So, meaning that they've been dealing with a disease for a long time, a mm -hmm. condition, and then all of a sudden get hit by coronavirus and are put in that state, and eventually they they pass. Everything accelerates, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So. Yeah, it's it's getting stressful, man. It's getting tough. I don't really even know what to. What's the right thing to be doing? I mean, the only thing to do is to stay inside, you know. So to everybody out there listening to this, stay inside, play some fucking video games, watch some, <laughs> watch some movies. Don't watch. Don't watch anything watch too. Watch some mind hunters, bro. Yeah, watch mind hunter. Watch, uh, you know. What else is good out there these days? Uh, watch some Studio Ghibli movies. That's what we've been doing over here. Uh, watch Dude. some Disney movies. Do anything positive that doesn't need you to go outside. Don't fucking go outside, yo. Facts. Don't do it. Facts. I've been seeing everybody Facts. in New York. All these people are still going out. 
going to bars, going to restaurants, <laughs> and how do you not understand the the risk that you're giving to the entirety of society in New York City by doing that? Like it <laughs> like literally people, makes no sense. Everyone has no chill, man. Like New Yorkers don't know how to act. <laughs> always, man. Always in good times it's and like bad they, times, don't know how to act. It's like they it's they underreact or they overreact. Yep. There's never like. A happy medium. Yeah, never, never, yeah, never, dude. never. Yeah, man. But where where do you see this going? How how much longer do you think this is gonna be going on? It could honestly be going for a while. Like you know, there's doctors who have been saying like that the numbers are only gonna get worse. Like yep. they're gonna hit the millions, and that's the reality of it. Unless we do something about it, you know. And what China has exhibited is they exhibited selflessness when they decided to help Italy out. So there was an article that was talking about what Italy's going through, dude, and, and what yeah. they're going through is rough. But it's like hard because, you know what, they've been notified about this disease. They've been notified about this virus that's going on, and there has been no response to them reacting to it. And now that it's there, now that it's affecting them, it's really... <laughs> It's really putting a damper into what's going on over there because Italy has one of the oldest populations there. Mm-hmm. Like their their median age is around forty eight years old. Holy and shit! So, wow. And so for that to be their median age is that means that a good majority of their population is in over their the age of 50 seventy and, to eighty. Yeah, dude. And so, and that's the target population is that there's been a correlation with seeing that coronavirus affects people who are usually above the age of about 50 to 60 years old. And sometimes people have, most people have pre-existing comorbidities that are that are already there and that either, or they might have one comorbidity that's poorly managed. And so, you know, those people tend to be the ones that get affected most. And, and sometimes they don't even know if they have it until day 12 because your symptoms show between day four and day 12. And by the time it gets to day 12, you, are about to hit the peak of it and it's gonna get worse dude like yeah at first you might have a cough you know that's your initial symptom is you might have a light cough you might have a sore throat and then as the day progresses you start to develop fevers you know low-grade fevers and then eventually they start to become persistent high-grade fevers and you start to feel symptoms of like the flu more or less like you have cough you know you have body sores you have shortness of breath you feel like increased work of labor in your breathing there's just it's all respiratory and by that point it starts to affect you and and that's a good majority of the population over Italy is they're older so like China there's China is actually going out there right now to help them because all the hospitals are full like they have nowhere to put patients it's come to a point where they have to open up tents to take care of patients and like the the resources are just getting more limited like they're even like I mentioned before, they're they're asking nurses that are retired to come out of retirement to help them out. Like that's how bad it's going there. Yeah. And just how their numbers spiked, our numbers spiked, but their numbers and deaths also spiked. Even though ours is like is getting there, honestly, you know, like oh, we had two cases in New York City that are already confirmed for deaths. Um, yeah. One was like an eighty-two-year-old woman that was diagnosed with it. And I'm not sure about the other case. We just had, I think we just had the first death here in in Rockwell, like right next to my neighborhood. Uh, 
I think I think they've been on quarantine over there for like a week already because they already had two confirmed cases and one death of like yeah. a, a woman in her fifties or sixties. Um, uh, husband. Uh, husband and wife. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like those those suburbs areas are where a good majority of those nursing homes are too, and so like even nursing homes now, what they're doing is they're limiting visitation, so no one can see family. Like my boss, she has a family member that's in the rehab, and she can't visit him at all because they're afraid of nursing homes because that's their population. It's old people with high risk comorbidities or are in long term care facilities, and those are the ones that are usually at high risk. Yeah. You know, but everyone plays a factor in it, you know. There's, um, there was a chart that I saw, and I've been trying to find out where it was from because it was comparing, uh, how the disease spread to other people, and it was comparing the, it was comparing Italy to I think either, I think Singapore, and it was showing how how ages between 20 and 30 were the ones that were actually spreading the disease the most. So that was showing that of people course. that were more asymptomatic, yeah, people that were asymptomatic were the ones spreading it. And I mean, in some places they're fortunate, in some places they're not, but there are two types of strands of COVID. So there's the initial strand, which is COVID-2, which in general, some cases you might experience mild symptoms. But what happens is that after a certain period of time, your COVID-2 starts to convert into COVID-19. And in that case where COVID-19 is where it gets a little more riskier. Yeah. And so um, that's how it converges. But then there are two types of like actual strands. I think there's, there's S and there's L and I think S is the one that's minor symptoms and L is where it's acute symptoms. Um, I didn't see much detail into that, but they are kind of what determines how bad of the conditions that people get. So most cases in China where they're having all their deaths is probably cases that are COVID L, which are, you know, increasing the death rate over there versus we're here. I think we have COVID S where it's spreading and it is causing possibilities of harming people, but it's not as severe. Right. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah, man. <sighs> well, this has been a very somber episode of the Brown Guy Podcast Network. Uh, Dude, it's, it's a lot can't going avoid on. It. Like, you really can't avoid it. And some people take it lightly. And like at first, at first, okay, it was taken lightly. And like I personally took it lightly too because it was... In my head, it was like, all right, you weren't washing your hands already. Like, you weren't being, you were having good hand hygiene. Like, what did you use to clean your apartment? You never used Clorox wipes before to clean your apartment. <laughs> and so, like, in my head, because the cases were low at that time, I was like, all y'all got to do is just wash your hands and, like, just be respectful and, you know, keep your spit and snot and all that stuff to yourself. And now it's come to the point where it's like too late to say that, and numbers have jumped, like numbers have spiked. And now we're here. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. Uh, any uh, any final advice to give to the people listening today? 
What, what would you say to do right now? All y'all people gotta wash your hands, sneeze or cough in your t-shirt or your arm, you know, limit going out as much as you can, but obviously if you need to get stuff that you need, it's perfectly fine, but just be cognizant of your hand hygiene. And think about the old people, bro. Like, everyone's wiping out stocks, forgetting about the old people. Like, they're the people that brought you here. Show some respect. Exactly. No, I totally agree, man. And, you know, right now with, you know, our lockdown over here, potential to be locked down over there in New York, New Jersey, everything, uh, everybody self-quarantining. Now's a great time to, you know, pick up a new hobby. Try to learn something new. Make make the most out of your time while yeah, you're in bro. quarantine because you really might as well. You know, it's better than like, focusing on the negatives. Yeah, learn how to play hacky sack. Learn how to learn how to like. Maybe I'll start playing Fortnite or something, dude. Exactly. Start playing video games. Start start playing board games. Read a book. Finish that thing you've been wanting to finish for the last three years, but haven't had the chance. Now's your time. Now is your chance. I'm saying that to all of you and I'm saying that to myself because there's a lot of stuff out there that I haven't finished yet. I've started like six books in the last six months that I haven't finished yet. Now is the time to do it. Life starts with you, bro. Like just just build yourself. Just build your own self. Like just create. (laughs) Like just build. I don't know what the hell I'm saying right now. I mean, but anyways. You sound like a bad motivational speaker. (laughs) Nah, it's like, yo, there was one time where when I played lacrosse in college we had a huddle and we were about to go for a game and I didn't know my voice did this but like I was like come on guys we gotta do this we're about to crush it we're about to soar and blah blah but like during this whole time bro my voice was cracking so I was like come on guys we gotta do this and so ever since then I have refused to give any motivational speech <laughs> that's all good all, man yeah so so yeah, everybody, please, 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 please take care of yourself. Take care of yourselves. Make the right decisions. Eat if you clementines. can. Yeah, eat clementines. Get your <laughs> vitamin C. I know it's probably gonna be hard. All the food that we're all stacking up on is not necessarily the healthiest options, but try to stay healthy, stay hydrated, take good care of yourself, take good care of the people around you, check on your friends and family. Uh, Adrian, tell the people where they can find you. Mount Sinai Hospital. You can find me guys at Mount Sinai Hospital, (laughs) taking care of people. If you got a cough, if you got a sneeze, don't call me and stay home. (laughs) Stay home. Max, just stay home. You can't take care of other people if you can't take care of yourself. Yeah, just stay home and pet your dog because your dog can't get the virus. Facts. I can't support that statement, but facts, bro. Isn't that what they said? Didn't facts. they say that the dogs can't can't contract the virus? Or am I bullshit? It's here? not confirmed. So like, I read, oh fuck. <laughs> I read so much Don't articles. listen to me. So CDC, CDC recommends CDC. You know, they're my sponsor right now. CDC, oh, thank you for sponsoring this ad. But <laughs> they said that if you do experience the symptoms, that you should send your dog to a caretaker that is okay. Okay. Damn. But that's sad. Yeah, bro. Like, there's just so much now that that we don't know about, but there's so much that's also available now. Yo, I could talk about this for hours if we don't stop talking now. <laughs> all right, all good, all good, all good. We're good, we're good. I think the people have been yeah. informed today. Um, <laughs> yeah, tell the people where they can find you aside from Mount Sinai Hospital in Harlem. 
Y'all can find me on Instagram at underscore yo Adrian. That's with three O's, I think. And you can also <laughs> catch me on the Barangay Boys Instagram somewhere where actually you'll never catch me there, but I'll be posting stuff eventually for you guys. Yeah. Um, tune into our Instagram because we're about to come up with a fire video to recap our show from, uh, from Manila with Love. Finally. So y'all can check that out and yeah. thank you Dom for having me here bro alright bro thanks for coming on yeah finally and it had to come in the <laughs> middle of a pandemic <laughs> hey bro all good all good alright thanks everybody for tuning in peace peace